And so I want to talk to you today about this right here, how to be still when the world is crashing in on you and you thought things were getting better. That's the name of the message today. Very long. And while I was praying this, I'm like, God, what do you, what do you want to, what, what should I name this, uh, this passage, this sermon? And this is how to be still when the world is crashing in on you and you thought things we're going to get better because there's times in our life, man, life is going great. Life is going good. Like everything is happening the way it's supposed to. And then all of a sudden the world comes crashing down on you and God, I thought things were getting better. What happened? And so today uh, I want to look at this, this story in the Bible, this story where the Israelites were taken out of Egypt. They're walking into the promised land. They think everything's getting better. And then all of a sudden the world comes crashing in on them. And things aren't getting better. They're actually getting worse for them. And they stand now in this place where they really have to trust and rely on God. And my friends, I I know that God, I believe that God sometimes moves us into these very uncomfortable places. These places that we just seem like we're going to not make it out so that he can show us his glory. So that he can show us his power working within that situation so that other people would know that he is Lord and that he is king. And so I want to just go and open up this passage today, if that's all right. Just get to the word of God. And there's a little bit of ring. If you just turn the gain down a little bit, it should take it out. You know, um, it's funny as if you're an associate pastor for any amount of time, you know how to do everything in the church, which is good, but it's also bad because things bother you that shouldn't. All right. So uh, Exodus 14, uh, 2 through 18, uh, we're going to look at this story here in the Bible. And so uh, when the king of Egypt, whoops, here we go, chapter 14, verse 1, then the Lord said to Moses, tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Piharoth between Migdal and the sea. They are to encamp there by the sea directly opposite of Baal-Zephon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites are wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So the Israelites did this. So here's these people. They've just seen God do these miracles in Egypt, and they bring them out so they can worship him. And so now they're about to go into the promised land. They're marching out to the promised land. They're on their way. They're super excited about it. And God tells Moses, Moses, turn around. Go right back to the way that you were going. Face the Egyptians, but I want you to go ahead and camp by the sea in this area. And here's why I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this so that the Pharaoh will get mad and come after you and try to kill you. Now, I don't know about you, but if God tells me something like that, I'm like, okay, God, really? (laughs) Hey, Neil, I want you to go to to Walmart, right? And I want you to go to Walmart and talk to this person, but he's going to try and kill you. Will you go? No, I ain't going to that. But this is kind of the same situation that you're meeting with the Israelites. God, God's telling Moses, hey, I want you to turn around and camp, and this is what's going to happen. But here's why it's going to happen. And, and if you get nothing else today, I want you to know this, that anytime things happen in our life, God can use it to bring glory to his name. doesn't matter what you're going through. Sometimes you, you feel, like I said, that right around the start, sometimes you feel like there's moments in your life that you're not going to make it through. There's moments in your life that, that, that you don't, think you're going to ever recover from, but God can use that for his glory. God can use that so that other people will see God working in your life, and they will give glory to God. And this is why God was doing this with the Israelites. He says, I'm going to make them come after you. I'm going to harden the heart of Pharaoh. 
He's going to say, what did I do? Why did I let these people go? I'm going to go take them out. And so we pick this up in verse 5. It says, when the king of Egypt was told the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, what have we done? Why did we let these Israelites go and we have lost their services? So he had had, so he had, had his chariots made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of his best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt with officers all around them. And then the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops, pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Piharoth and opposite of Belzephon. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us out in the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us down out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would be better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Have you ever had those moments where God asks you to do something? And then you get about midway in and you're like, God, why on earth did you call me to do this? Did you just bring me to this to, to embarrass me? Did you just bring me here so that I would die? I mean, why on earth did you bring me to this place that's so hard and so uncomfortable that I can't stand? I, I, I don't know what you're doing in the situation. God, it's bad for me. Why didn't you just leave me where I was? I was happy where I was. I was on the back row of the church. I wasn't doing anything, God. And then all of a sudden you told me to go do something for you. And now I am terrified. I don't know what's going to happen. And so these Israelites are like, oh, my goodness, we just came out here. Moses, you told us it was going to be okay, but it doesn't look okay to me. There's Pharaoh's army on one side. There's the Red Sea on the other side. Uh, Moses, most of us can't swim, and we got a lot of stuff. How are we going to get across the sea? We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it through. Why did you lead us to this place? And one thing that I noticed, and I've read this passage uh, several times, and I've actually preached from it a few times, but I never really got this until this first time uh, that I read this uh, this week. That God didn't tell Moses how he was going to deliver them. He never told them until that was the exact point when, when he told them. But he, he didn't tell Moses how he was going to deliver them. He just said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, he tells them what's going to happen. I'm going to bring Pharaoh against you. You're going to camp here in the sea. It's going to look really bad, but it's going to be for my glory. Okay, and so Moses is like, okay, what's going to happen? Are we all going to die and then you raise us back up? Are you going to kill Pharaoh's army? Uh, what are you going to do, God? And he says, don't worry about that. I'm going to get glory from it. We have to learn to trust God in our situations. When God says that he's going to take us to a place, we have to trust God that God is going to meet the need when we get there. And we don't always know how that's going to look. We don't always know what God's going to do when he gets there, but he does have this promise that it's going to be for his glory and for his kingdom. And, and so many of us that step out in faith to serve God, so many of us that step out of faith to even just honor God with our lives, when we walk into that Christian life, when we go from death to life, man, there's times that we feel like God has brought us to a place where he's just going to wipe us out. He's going to destroy us. But God, sometimes in those moments, most of the times, every time in those moments, he brings us to that place so that his glory would be seen that his glory would be seen. And we don't know how it's going to happen, and that's not up to us. That's what I've had to learn the hard way. It's not up to me. 
It doesn't have to be my way. My way is not the best way. About 5% of the time, it's not. Actually, it's about 95% of the time, it's not. My way is not good at all. God's way is always good. And so we have to learn to trust God. And so what allowed Moses to trust God and to tell these people, hey, we're going to turn back around, we're going to camp by the sea, and something's going to happen, Pharaoh's going to come after us. What gave him the faith to step out, not knowing how God was going to deliver these people, not knowing how God was going to move in that situation, he just trusted that God was going to. Number one is he knew God's character. He knew God's character. He understood who God was. Moses had this relationship with God that no one else had in the Israelite camp. He met him on the mountaintop. He saw him in the burning bush. He spoke to God as a man speaks to another man. Moses knew God. Moses understood his character. His character, God's character, is this. He is full. That means complete, top, totally overflowing, like no, it never ends. He is full of loving kindness. His faithfulness endures forever. That's God's character. He is full of loving kindness. It never runs out. It never runs dry. He never gives up. His, 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 he is full of loving kindness. His love endures forever. It never ends. That's his character. God never goes against his character. God doesn't lie. If God said it, he's going to make it happen. God never lies. So he understood his character. But also... He, he learned to trust God because he's seen God work in the past. I mean, think about it. He, he went to Egypt. He stood in front of Pharaoh. He told him, Pharaoh, Pharaoh, let my people go. Huh, right? You know that song? If you're a kid in kid's church. But, you know, he, he, he goes in there. He tells Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh's like, no, nah, I ain't letting them go. And so he does, he does a miracle. God does a miracle through Moses. And then again, he's like, let my people go. No, nah, I ain't let them go. So he does another miracle and brings another plague, brings this other thing against Egypt. Egyptians and God keeps doing these things over and over and over and and as Moses steps out in obedience over and over and over God does something so Moses understood that as long as he's being obedient to what God wants that God's going to deliver him he doesn't know how it's going to happen he doesn't know when it's going to happen he doesn't know where it's going to happen but he just trusts in God because he understands who God's character is and he trusts him and so this is what happens then Moses said to them, this is what he said to the people, don't be afraid, stand firm, and you will see the deliverance of the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Moses didn't know how God was going to do this. Remember this. God didn't tell him yet that he was going to go stand and put the staff down and the, split was, the sea was going to split. He just said, I'm trusting in what God said. Listen to me, people. It's going to be okay. Don't be afraid. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance that the Lord will bring you today. This enemy that you're facing, the problems that you're going through, the things that are coming against you, you will never see again. The Lord is fighting for you. You need only to be still. This word still actually means to shut up in the Hebrew. It means to be quiet. You know, I think the best thing that we can do sometimes when we're going through hard times is to just be quiet. 
is to shut up and let God be God, to let the Lord handle the situation. Because so often we try to handle it in our own strength, in our own way. We know that God may do a miracle, but then we're like, God, I'm going to help you out. What do I need to do? Right? What do I need to bring to the miracle? And God's saying, no, I do the miracle. I'm just asking you to be obedient. You just need to be quiet and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46 says this, God is our refuge and strength always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. A, a river brings joy to the city of our God, the sacred home of the Most High. God dwells in that city. It cannot be destroyed. From the very break of day, God will protect it. That's a promise. The nations are in chaos and their kingdoms crumble. God's voice thunders and the earth melts. The Lord of heaven's armies is here among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. Come and see the glorious works of the Lord. See how he brings destruction upon the world. He causes wars to end through the earth. He breaks the bow and snaps the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. Be quiet. Rest yourself. Be, just know that I am God. And this is why. Because I will be honored in every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. It's for his glory and for his purpose. The Lord of heaven's army is among us. The God of Israel is our fortress. We don't know how God's going to work in our situations, but we know that God works. Scripture says that we know that God works for the good of all those who are called according to his purposes in Christ Jesus. It's not according to our purposes. It's to his purposes. He works all those things out for his purposes and they're good purposes because God is always good. And so how does God fight for these people? How does God do this miracle? And then the Lord said this to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea and divide the water so the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army. Through his chariots and his horsemen, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory through Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. So Moses steps up. He parts the Red Sea. If you've seen any of the, 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 the movies, he parts the Red Sea. People walk through on dry ground, and they get to the other side. Pharaoh comes after him. Moses steps up, hits it again. Water comes down, drowns out Pharaoh's army, right? Now, these people had no idea that that was going to happen. These people had no idea that God was going to drown them. They had no idea if they were going to make it across the sea. They just had to step out in faith with the, the wall, the seawall up above them, parting the water on dry ground, walking through. I mean, I don't know about you. I think it's great that, that God did that. If I was these Israelite people, I'd be like, oh, wow, Moses, this is awesome. You go first. <laughs> you go first. Uh, I'll be at the very end. I'll be the last person through. Because how long is that going to happen? How long is God going to hold up the walls? And I think we come to that point. We're like, God, how long are you going to keep me going? How long are you going to hold this together? Because, God, I think it's going to fall and collapse any moment now. And God's saying, no, 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 no. I'm making a way. It's for my glory. It's for my kingdom. It's so that everyone will know who I am. 
And I want you to know that today, man. Some of you are tired. Some of you are wore out. You feel like the wall is gonna, the world's coming and crashing in. Your world's crashing in on you. You thought things were getting better. You look forward to 2021. It's like, yeah, it's all over. 2021's here. And nothing changed. It's actually gotten worse. And like, God, how do I stand firm? How do I, how do I be still? How do I be quiet? How do we settle in to who God is and rest in him and know that he is God? Like I said, you've got to know his character and you've got to know his promises and you've got to know that he is faithful because he's been faithful in the past. You've got to trust God in all these things. You've got to be quiet. We have to know that he is God. We have to know, number one, that God is working in all situations. God has made a way where there is no way. Be still, as the psalm says, and know that I am God. Not I am God. Know that he is God, not you. That's the hardest thing. We need to know that, that he is God, not me. My ways aren't always the best ways. His ways are always better. Scripture says that, God, your ways are not my ways. Your ways are not my ways. Thank God they're not. Because my ways, I mess up a lot. My ways aren't great. My ways aren't always best, but his ways are best. Be still and know and trust in his ways. Be still and know that he's wise above everything else. Now, he knows what's best for us. He sees the big picture, the picture we don't see. We only see what's right in front of us. God sees eternity all at once, same time. That's the magnitude of God. That's the omnipotent, omnipresence, uh, omniscient of God is he knows everything all at once. He sees it all because he is outside of our time. God sees a bigger picture than you and I will ever see. God thinks in the eternal perspective. We think in what we see right here and now. We have to trust that he's wise and that he knows what he's doing. We also need to trust his timing. Be still and know that he's working in the situation. Man, this is the hardest one for us sometimes. You know, it's like, God, you told me to do this. You said this is going to happen. And come on, God. I'm waiting. Where are you at? I've been here all day. You're late to this appointment. I love the, the movie The Lord of the Rings, where Gandalf shows up to town uh, at Bilbo's birthday party, and uh, Frodo gives him a hard time. He's like, you're late. And he's like, Frodo Baggins, a wizard is never late. They're always, they, they, they arrive precisely when they want to. God arrives precisely when he wants to. And his timing is best. Because his timing always lets me know that it was him who did it, not me. Man, I'm telling you, I don't know, there's times in my life when I knew God was going to do something, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. And I'm like, God, it's your timing. It's your timing. It's your timing. Is it really your timing? Is this going to happen? And then right at the moment where there's no other option, right at the moment where there's no way I can make it happen, God comes through. Why? Because he gets the glory through it. He gets the honor through it. And I want you to know, just be patient and trust that he is God. Just settle yourself. Be quiet and know that he is God and that he's working. We also need to trust his provision. God provides. Be, just trust that he's providing what you need ahead of time. God knew exactly what was going to happen in that place. I'm, I'm reading uh, in my, my yearly 
journal I'm reading today about Joseph and, and how he stored up the grain for seven years and, and how he, he, he saved the people and he saved his family and he saved all of Egypt because God had given him vision. He goes, you're going to have seven years of plenty. You're going to have seven years of famine. God knew that was going to happen before it happened. And so he told Joseph, this is what's going to happen. And Joseph said, hey, we need to store this grain up, Pharaoh. That way we'll make it through this famine. And not only that, we'll be able to bless all these other people, and God's going to increase you through it. God knows what's going to happen before we know. That's why all we have to do is just step out in faith and be obedient. God knew we were going to be here today. God knew that we are going to be talking about this today. God knew that we are going to sing these songs today. He knows everything all at once, like I said. And he knows where you're at today. He knows what you need today. Trust in his resource. Trust that he's providing. Just step out in faith. Don't be afraid. Know that he's God. Be still. And here's the thing. The things that are up against you today, just like these Israelites, they're there so that God will get the glory from it. Sometimes God leads us to a very uncomfortable place so that his glory can be seen. I mean, think about this. This is what would happen. Christian, if you can come up. This is what would happen if, if these people hadn't faced Pharaoh the way they did. If God hadn't miraculously came through and split the sea. What if Moses just said, oh, they're coming against us. We're going to run this way around the sea. We're going to get there in a couple days like it only takes in reality, a few days to get there. But God told them to turn around and go camp at the sea because here's the reason why. When people that they're walking into, when the people of Canaan, that they're walking into that land to take over that God had promised to them, when they know that God's with them, they tremble. And if God hadn't in that moment wiped out Pharaoh's army and split the sea and did this huge miracle, then who would know that God was with these people? And because these people were obedient, because Moses trusted God's character, because Moses trusted who God was and, and, and knew that God had his best plan for him. He stepped out in faith and he did what God had called him to do. And when they got to the other side, they stepped from death into life. They stepped from slavery into true freedom. That moment when they stepped through that water, that moment when they walked through that sea and every last one of them came through, God closed up the way back. He closed it up over his enemies. And if it wasn't for that moment, Israel may not be. I don't know. I mean, God can do what he wants to do. But I want to believe that that story followed those Israelites wherever they went. I mean, you see it in the Old Testament when they come. It's like, oh, you're the people of Israel? Oh, I heard your God's amazing. I heard your God did these huge miracles. I hear that God feeds you. I hear that God wipes out your enemies. Who are we to stand up against you? These people feared the Israelites. Why? Because they feared, they didn't fear them, they feared their God. They knew their God. God had gotten the glory. God had become known because of that. And I want you to know what you're going through today, God is going to be known through that. God's going to get the glory through that. The hard times, the struggles, the tests that you're going through, God is going to use those things to bring glory to himself so that others will know that he is God. I'm a walking example of that. 
Many of you in here are a walking example. I've seen how God's restored marriages. I've seen how God restored lives. I've seen how God's used you and brought you through. God has healed your bodies, and now you stand there as a testimony of God's working power in your life. Was that moment very uncomfortable for you? Was that moment feeling like, man, everything in my world is crashing down? But now you can stand on the other side of that and say, my God was faithful. My God was faithful, and my God will be faithful to you. That's our God. It's powerful. Our God splits the seas. Our God meets our needs. Our God heals our bodies. Our God makes a way where there is no way. You just got to trust him. And that, my friends, is the hardest thing to do. Trust is hard because we can't see with these eyes what God's doing. We just have to trust. But I'm telling you, what God's doing right now, man, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. God's doing some stuff. And it's an amazing thing. He's doing stuff in your life. He's doing things in your life that, from you know, it may hurt right now, but later on in life, you're going to look back and say, my God was faithful. And I'm using this now. I'm using this pain that, I, that I'm in now. I'm going to use it later to glorify him and so that people would know him. Come on, that's why. That's why we stand victorious as Christians. Because God said, what? Jesus told the disciples, you're going to have troubles in this world, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Meaning we have victory. On this side of the grave or the other, we have victory. We don't have to fear. We don't have to be afraid. We're a child of God, right? Just like that song. He split the sea so we can walk right through. And he's splitting the sea for you today. I just want you to know that. Don't worry about the enemy coming down on you. Don't worry about the the seawall in front of you. God's going to make a way. You just got to trust him. You got to take that step of faith and keep walking in faith day by day. Take one step after another. That's called walking in faith. Guys, we can do that because God loves you. God has called you by name he wants to use you for his glory. Isn't that an amazing thought? God wants to use me. A screw up, a messed up kid. God wants to use you. A screw up, messed up kid. Why? So he can get the glory. So people go, man, who's that guy? Who's that lady? They're nobody. But man, look what God's doing through them. It's an amazing thing. God gets the glory, not us. It's about him. It's not about us. This church is about him. It's not about us. Let's walk in faith. Let's walk in power. And let's trust him with every need we have. Amen. Let's stand. I want to pray. Father God, I pray right now, Father, for everyone watching online, everyone in this building today. Father, I pray, God, that you would just meet their need. God, that you would settle their hearts. God, that they can lean into you knowing that you're going to meet the need, knowing that you're making a way that they don't have to be afraid. God, that you are parting the seas, that you are making a way where there is no way. That, God, they're not going to slog around on the other side, but you're making dry ground so they can walk freely to that freedom place. God, I thank you, God, that you're closing up the sea over their enemies. God, that you're closing that path back to slavery, that you have brought them to freedom through your son, Jesus. That he, through his body, We are made clean and right. We have freedom through his body. That you made a way through, through Jesus Christ. 
And I thank you, Lord, for that. I thank you, God, for everyone in this building today, God. I pray that you would just move in their hearts. God, let them know that you are God. Lord, that they would cast every care upon you and that they would not be fearful, that they would walk in strength, walk in power, walk in confidence, knowing that you are with them. God, that they would meet every obstacle knowing that you're making a way through and that you may call them to walk through that obstacle, God, but you are going to be right there with them, holding their hand, guiding them through it. And on the other side, they're going to be refined. They're going to be stronger. And they're going to have an awesome testimony of the power of the living God in this world that needs Jesus so desperately, this world that is lost and hurting, this world that is so far away from God. Let us be your church. Let us be your people that glorify you in every part of our lives, from our waking to our sleeping. God, in every moment in between, God, let us glorify you. Thank you, Father, for that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Never want to close the service without asking this question. Just like the Israelites when they passed through the sea, God came to earth in the form of a man named Jesus. And Jesus died for our sins on the cross. And through his body, he has given us access to God. He parted the Red Sea so that we could walk through. God made Jesus that partition, that we could walk from death to life through the body of Christ, through his sacrifice. And today I want to say to you, maybe you may be far from God, maybe you don't know Jesus, and you want to start following him, you want to start trusting him more. And you want to give your life to Christ. And he's been drawing you, he's been drawing you, he's been drawing you for so long. And now today is the day that you're like, I want to make Jesus the Lord and Savior of my life. I want to walk in freedom. I want him to close that old life from me. I want him to close it like that sea that I can't go back to it. I'm going to walk in freedom. I want to walk in hope. I want to walk in righteousness for Jesus. If that's you today, I just want to slip your hand up. I want to pray for you. I want to talk to you. Anyone in the building? Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Anyone else? always want to give that opportunity. I never want to close the service without doing that. Father God, I thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Don't be afraid. Scripture says that angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner who comes to Christ. So Father God, I pray right now for those people that raise their hands. God, for those watching online, God, I pray that you would fill them with your spirit. God, I pray that we would understand that you and you alone save us. It's not by works, that way we may boast, but God, it's by faith. It's by you, Jesus. You made a way where there is no way. Thank you, Lord, for that. Lord, I pray for those that raise their hands, God, that you would guide them in your path of righteousness, that they would give their life totally and completely to you. God, that we as a church could lift them up and to help them to grow. God, that you would put people around them, God, that are gonna strengthen them, and God, I pray right now, God, that you'd open their eyes to Scripture, 
that they would see what you're saying to them. God, that when they pray, they know that you're in the room with them. God, I pray right now that you would send your spirit within them. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, for these people. Thank you, God. If you raise your hand today, and if that's you, please see us after service. See one of us. See anybody on the worship team. Talk to a greeter. We want to pray with you. We want to put a Bible in your hands. Uh, don't be afraid to talk to us. We're here for you. We love you. Man, God is so good, isn't he? He's so faithful. Man, it is so good to see everyone in here today. God's doing something amazing. It's just, it's amazing. It's like every week, God does something better and something better and something better. And I'm like, God, can it get better than this? He's like, oh, yeah, you wait till next week. You wait till tomorrow. You wait, man. God's doing more and more and more. And he's coming back, man. He's coming back. And where are we going to be when he finds us? I want to be serving him. I want to be serving him with all my heart. Amen? Amen. Hey, guys, I just want to pray over us all. Father God, I thank you for these people. Thank you for this church. God, I thank you for their hearts to serve you and to know you. God, I thank you for your spirit that is upon us and in us. Lord, I pray that as we walk out these doors this week, God, that we could be a light to the world around us. God, give us courage and strength. God, I pray for those right now that are going through hard things. God, they think the world is crashing in on them, God, and they feel hopeless. God, I pray that you would give them hope, that they would trust in you, that they would walk in obedience and just know that you're fighting for them to be still and know that you are God, that you are working, that your way is best, and that you're going to come through right when you need to come through. Let us not lose faith or lose hope. Let us not look at the circumstances around us, but look to you, God, who has our best interest at heart. Thank you, Father, for that. Thank you for these people today. God, encourage us, strengthen us. God, embolden us to live a life worthy to be called Christ, worthy to live as a Christian, worthy to be a son and a daughter of the Most High God. We thank you, Father, for that. In Jesus' name, amen.